Good evening, and welcome to Off the Record with George at Pierre, where there are no filters, just us. Tonight is two shows in one. So the first part of the show, I go off the record with upcoming DMV rapper Deuce Cutter. In the later half, my other guests and I continue our conversation about relationship woes and what I like to call fadeaways. But let's introduce my first guest of the hour. Norman will be running down the OTR report with me where we kind of go off the record about shit going on in the media, pop culture, and just whatever else we feel like talking about. Feel free to join in on the session at 347-202-0591. Norman, Norm, what's going on? Yo, what's happening? <laughs> How are you? <laughs> oh, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I'm tired a little bit, yes. so I'm good. <laughs> yes. Well, tell me what's going on. What, what do you want to go off the record about? I got some things that I got to get off my chest as well, so. Oh, oh yeah, you sound like you have, uh, <laughs> have something on the table, yeah? I see how to tell how you really feel. Well, then let me go first because this has been bothering me. So every time I go home, I link up with a couple of people. You know, I let people know that I'm in town because it's people that I know I'll be able to see or I really want to see while I'm there for a short period of time. And one of my guy friends um, from high school, I used to have a crush on him. Um, Every time I go home, Norman, I always let him know (laughs) I am home. He just does not make the time, and I'm over it. I feel like I'm stalking him. And I hit him up, and I was like, yo, listen, I'm over this stalking bullshit. Uh, What's good? He was like, no, you know, I'm sorry I'm not going to be able to see you, but please don't stop stalking me. Cricket, I just didn't respond to that text message. I just left it alone. I'm just, I can't. I can't. You make time for what you want to make time for, Norman. I just, I wasn't feeling that. Yeah, I can, I can definitely understand that. You know, I'm someone yeah. doesn't make time for you. So what can you yeah, do? I mean, I get it. People are busy. Let them do what they do. But that's what I have to go off the record about. What about you? Well, talk about it before. Just the, just the term, you know, when people say that they that they miss you. And, you know, they don't they don't really mean it. They just say it as, as a means to, <laughs> they got something going on um, in their life, and they just use you as, like, a, a replacement, temporary. Interesting. Did that happen to you recently, Norman? I was scratching the surface on something. Not, 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 not necessarily recently, but it, you know, it could be someone, you know, romantic. It could be friends. It could be anyone. You know, they 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 lean on you only when you know when they need something. Don't I know about that? Well, yeah, well, Norman. Yeah, you don't want you don't want yeah. to be in contact with someone only when you know when it's on their time and you know they don't make time for you, like you were saying, just second guess stuff. So. You know, that's, yeah, that's what's so interesting about that, sometimes I feel like we also put ourselves in those positions, and so it's kind of like, how do you move yourself out of it as well? You know what I mean? Like, you want to be there, but you're just like, is this person using me? Am I just, like, what is this? Like, what's really going on? You know, that that you can't you can't say. You can't really crawl into someone's head, though, even though it would be nice to. Yeah, I know, <laughs> right? <laughs> Well, Norman, yeah, I know but, you are going to join us later because we're going to be running down the OCR report again, but with a little bit of a twist. So I look forward okay. to building again. Obviously, what's your Twitter handle so they can follow you on Twitter in the meantime? Um, Normie Norm. It's N-O-R-M-M-Y-N-O-R-M. Follow John Riff. Some good things, some bad things, whatever. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> follow us at Owen. I should start using that. Anyway. Norman, you stay on the line, and I will talk to you in a few. Obviously, I have to thank Norman for running down the OTR report. So he will be joining me later on tonight to run down the OTR report again with a twist along with the other half of the show. But moving on to the guest of the hour, must introduce Juice. He's an upcoming DMV rapper. With his art, having managed hip-hop acts 
despite not by nature of Queen Latifah, plus being built with plaques on the wall, Juice at a young age knew anything was possible. His most recent collaboration called Four Leaf Clover featured Mona Monroe, the first lady of Wiz Khalifa's Taylor Gang, and had been making its, making its way through the internet waves. Building his music ammo, Do stops by to preview an exclusive single, the release of his official debut project, and how meeting a rock and roll Hall of Famer changed his life. Join in on the discussion at 347-202-0591. And find me on Twitter at Georgette Pierre using the hashtag Off the Record with Georgette Pierre. Dude, what's good? Hey, hey, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing real good. Now, I always love to ask people, obviously people that rap, when they come onto my show, everybody considers themselves a rapper nowadays, dude. What makes you different? What's going to make you stand out? I mean, I personally have heard yourself, and I, I like it, but what, for those that haven't heard it, what's going to give you that thump? For real, honestly, I think it's just the years of dedication. Uh, basically, um, nothing comes overnight. Anything that you try to do, you know, I guess you you got to work hard for it, and I've, and what a lot of people don't know is I've been doing this. I mean, you know, honestly, because I know you from before this interview, but I've been doing this for like 10, 11, 12 years consistently. You see what I'm saying? Like, as my passion. So I guess the music speaks for itself, basically. That's, I'm, I'm not even going to wrap myself up there to, uh, I guess, promote myself too big, I guess. But I guess I would just invite anybody to listen to my music and honestly take a good listen and uh, give me their opinion itself. I guess. I can respect that. I mean, again, you know, I don't know what, I mean, obviously it looks so lucrative when you think about TV and, oh, my gosh, the lights for the glamour. And then when you have people that grew up in similar situations like a Jay-Z or a Kendrick Lamar, you're like, man, I know I can do that too. I want to get some money. But sometimes I'm just like, you know, it's, are people being really, are they being realistic on these pursuits of, of wanting to be a rapper? And, and I think talent definitely has to speak for itself in I can't even believe it's been that long that you've been working on that. Ten eleven years is a long time, but yeah, I think people don't it, realize it, 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 you gotta put yeah, those exactly. years in, you know what I mean? You have you have to put those years in. Because I mean in in the end, I I could you know what I'm saying, I would have I would have been happy I guess to get a deal a long time ago, but I guess I'm I'm in a better space right now. I'm 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 actually I'm glad that it took me this long to get to the point where I am right now. Because now that I'm ready, I'm actually, uh, who knows what would have happened if we got it a long time ago. And maybe my talent wouldn't have been where it was. And you only get one chance. I'm going to let you know that. So you better make that one chance good. So I just want to make sure this was ready on everything. (laughs) (laughs) Everything has to be ready first, but. You gotta. You only get that one chance. Make sure you walk through that door of opportunity. So obviously, your influence for music started at an early age with your aunt, and you seeing those Billboard plaques from her managing two of the biggest hip hop acts in the '90s. I one tell them who it is because I don't even want to give it up. One of them I was in love with when I was younger. Oh my gosh! And I thought that was so amazing that the fact that she managed um, this person. So who were the two people that your 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 aunt managed and? and how did seeing though how close were you to those artists and how did that affect you? Well, first off, she was actually manager for Naughty by Nature and Queen Latifah. Queen, and, uh, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. It was it was that big. So like, it's kind of crazy being young, going to my aunt's house and seeing fucking plaques on the wall. But at the same time, it it, it let me know that you had to be serious about the situation. You see what I'm saying? Like there is, and 
these 10 years, 11, like 15, like my aunt, like I talk to her all the time, and she just lets me know anything that she can help me with. So she's basically saying, like, basically make sure your package is together when you're ready, when you go in there, you know what I'm saying? And uh, just to have somebody that big, you know what I'm saying? I guess people have been touched, I guess, with with acts and met famous people in their life or known them down the line, but just to be that big and prominent, it let me know that, yeah, that that is possible because I'm from New Jersey. She's from New Jersey, like my whole, like on my pop side, where everybody's from Jersey. Like all my cousins still down there, it's like a hundred of them. <laughs> Right, 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 right. It's not it's not it's it's not even just that. Like my cousin also was on one oh six in Park, uh, Freestyle Friday and he probably he won like ten weeks in a row and came back to the little grand championship and he lost in the final round. But I mean, just to have that type of expectations in your family, you see what I'm saying? I guess that's what allowed me to always see to see bigger the bigger picture. I want I want to be that bigger than that. Uh huh. Uh huh. No, I saw I mean like just having music that strong of an influence in, in, in your background, so it's kind of been floating around, even some people around your age, so I know that was, must have been inspiring to see. Now, you have a single with Lola Monroe, for those that don't know, she's the first lady of Taylor Gang, obviously, with Khalifa Affiliation, and it's called Four Leaf Clover. How did that collaboration happen? Uh, through a mutual friend um, who actually did camera work. Uh, he's, he's, he's probably one of the best video people there is right now. I'm a, a genius off the edit. I'm not even gonna lie, but his name's Alex Acosta. But you know what I'm saying? He he hooked it up. He he told me it would be a good, real good look, and and I thought about it, and that it, it was, I thought why not? I thought it was the same thing, so that's how we actually got hooked up. So we actually uh, nice. uh, stepped into the the stew and uh, made the song. Now I want to preview an exclusive single that you sent me. Obviously, the world has not heard it yet, but I want you to go ahead and introduce. We're gonna play a quick snippet of it. Okay, it's uh it's called Crazy Love, featuring myself and. Rome and Honey Grand, produced by Recognize the Bank. Okay. We got a plug. Okay, well, here is Crazy Rap. Dude. KMG. KMG. Obviously behind Crazy Love. It's a nice little track. Um, real low key. I like it. I like it. I mean, uh I mean that's that's mainly self explanatory right there. That that Crazy right. Love is 
just all the ups and downs we go through with relationships. And it's funny how your your show is about that today. In the end, the way we all know we love that other person, but sometimes the way we show it sometimes is not. Sometimes we, we don't show it the way we think we do, and I guess, or sometimes we think that we show it one way, but the other person takes it as something else. And just, and just all the emotions and everything that comes, it, it can make you look crazy, but I guess, uh, you know what I'm saying, but we, we need it, though. What would you be without somebody, though? <laughs> now, what's the name of your debut project? When do you plan on releasing it? Is that all kind of worked out yet? Uh, yeah, actually, it's uh, August 5th is actually the release date, but uh, I actually have videos to do in, in between that, so basically that'll be the day, I guess, the actual drop date. But uh, we're actually still pushing the four leaf clover single right now, fully, as far as we were looking to see the video done with that and the video with the crazy love. So basically, okay. all this done before uh, the actual project drops. Dope, dope, dope. Well, I can't wait to hear that. Make sure you send us the exclusive link. I would love to see the video. Now, real quick, too, how can listeners find you online and catch some of your music? Uh, you can uh, actually go to www.703deuce.com, 703 D-E-U-C-E.com, and, uh, or you can follow me on Twitter at 703-DUCE. Again, that's 703-D-E-U-C-E. Uh, Instagram, Perfect. same thing. Everything else is. Okay. 703, repping Northern Virginia, the DMV. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Dude, thanks for, thank you so much for joining me tonight. Um, okay, thank make you sure for having you me. Him. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Just make sure you send me whatever you have that you're working on, I will love to keep a bust on what you have going on and, and, and share it. Maybe we can do a part two. Okay. So I have to thank Deuce for joining me for the first half of the show. You can catch him online on Twitter at 703-Deuce, D-E-U-C-E, and also on Instagram. So before I introduce my next guest, Norman is joining me again to run down the OCR report. This time about pop culture news, and I'm telling you, we got some interesting things going on. Norman, what's good? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're on the OCR report again, but this time pop culture news, some things in the headlines actually made me laugh. I can't even front. The first one yeah, was. I saw, I saw, um, I saw. You saw the mm. video, right? Mm. <laughs> the first mm-hmm. one was, so Rihanna, like, she clocked one of a, like a contragore in his head with a microphone because as she was walking through the crowd um, singing We Found Love, they checked grabbing her like they wouldn't let go. And it wasn't like she lightly tapped at Norman. She clocked this person, whoever it was, and hard as it hell. And apparently, I think she tweeted about it and said that that wasn't an accident like she did on purpose. So her tweet was exactly um, intentional, that bitch won't let me go. <laughs> that bitch won't let me go. Oh, no. No, yeah, no. I couldn't find your time, was, but I saw I read it on the Huffington Post. I was like, wow. I, I watched I watched the video, and it's like one of those things. Where, I mean, it's not funny, <laughs> but it was funny, man. She, she, I was stone cold, man. It looked like she was trying to do some damage with that thing. No, it did, and I'm wondering if, like, the, if the cuffer girl walked away with damages or was really hurt, like, could they sue her? Because she literally hit the shit out of know. that person. I think, I think that Miguel has set the precedence for beating <laughs> up audience members, so now it's a regular thing. So, you know, every concert there's going to be someone getting leg dropped or microphone bopped on the head. I, I don't know what's going on, but... Oh, my um, gosh, that is we're, too funny. We're, we're going... Oh. We're going in the wrong direction with the audience and no, involvement. You're funny. You're funny with that. Can I, we're like, you know what, perfect segue, because Miguel 
I read that the leg drop victim, I think her name was Chiati, I don't remember her last name. Um, yeah. Apparently now she may sue him for what it was saying that Miguel hadn't offered any type of financial assistance. You know, now this girl is suffering, quote, unquote, um, cognitive loss, and she's having problems focusing and all this other stuff. And, and that is devastating, obviously. But what was kind of confusing to me was, the lawyer basically accused Miguel or I guess Billboard or Billboard saying that oh they thought was, he thought it was super offensive that they would just take advantage and have her do an interview on the red carpet. But I was like, wait a minute, I saw an interview Miguel did overseas and it was like they she chose to do the interview. Like Miguel was more concerned about her health. I was just like, oh god, but I hope this is not some type of exploitation situation. Like I, I see, like, I could see Miguel paying her out. You know, just make sure she's okay, but I don't think it's any shadiness going on as it's like what the lawyer is portraying from her end. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it'll go away, I mean, and I, I haven't really heard much about it in detail, so yeah. I, I would assume it would, it would go away. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, right, 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 exactly. Get her not not so close to the front or something yeah, for I the repeat. I the was, repeat. I I never wanted to sit in the pit. Like, I've been to the award show, and I still wouldn't want to be that close. I promise. I just, they want to be on camera. Like <laughs> no, I love Miguel. I love his music. I really do. I really do. Music um, is great. His, his acrobatics, music. not so much. Yeah, I know. His music is great. Acrobatics, not so much. Not exactly James oh, no. Brown, but he's. <laughs> not exactly. Not exactly. Um, Norman, so you're joining me one more time to actually delve into this relationship conversation because you sure. do have some great points that I want you to uh, let the, the, the listener know. So you stay on hold, um, and I will bring you back on in a few. I'm ready to introduce my next guest. So, so Norman, thank you, and stand by. Now, if you missed the OCR report, no worries. It will be available on my website, com after the show. If you have something that you want to go off the record about, email info at com. Subject line, the OCR report. Now to introduce the men and women of the hour. So my first guest has always been on the cusp of music and fashion. Having grown up in Harlem, NYC, and studying at Sydney Purchase, Francisco's Mac for Lifestyle soon led him to internships at Def Jam, Universal Motown, and soon enough working for the famed Bergdorf Goodman on Fifth Avenue. With his sights set on fashion, Cisco alongside business partners started a streetwear clothing line called gifted elite. With Bergdorf under his butt, he decided to refocus his energy on writing and his work can now be seen on the examiner.com, mainly consisting of music, fashion, NYC, lifestyle, and more. Currently owning his own upscale online retail store for men and women called Home Love Them. I welcome Cisco. Cisco, what is up? What's going on? Can you hear me? I can hear you perfectly. All right, cool, cool. What's going on? How are you? Taking a, a, a quick drive around the city. <laughs> Thank you for joining me tonight. No doubt, no doubt. So my second guest is a 20-something-year-old media writer maneuvering her way through the concrete jungle of New York City. Currently working for a nationally syndicated show, a Morgan State grad, and one of seven children. My next guest can be found partying at various industry events and blogging for life away. I welcome Stephanie. Stephanie, how are you? I'm good. I'm real good. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes, I can hear you perfectly. So, you know, okay. I'm excited about having this conversation with you two because, to be honest, just to let the listener know, we started this conversation on the streets when we were trying to go to some event, 
And it just kind of escalated into different things. And so I thought it was, it was y'all had some great views, and I want everyone to hear it. So are y'all ready to rumble? Oh, we're ready. Let's do it. <laughs> okay, cool. So you can join in on the discussion at 347-202-0591 and use the hashtag off the record with GP. I know we're talking about relationship woes and fadeaways, and so I explained to you all what a fadeaway was for those that don't know. A fadeaway is basically when you're dating someone that all of a sudden just cuts you off, no rhyme or reason, doesn't tell you why, just leaves you alone. Um, Cisco, starting with you, uh, have you ever done that to a woman back in your heyday? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I did it a couple times. <laughs> You know what? what there's, there's, but there's two. There's certain ways to do that. Like you could just be like the straight off jerk, and just like never call something and just bounce. Like you did, you got what you wanted, and you bounce. And then you could be like me, where it's like a guy that you know. I'm just I I, I play the the aloof card. Like I just you know, oh I had called you because I had to do this and I had been busy, so on and so forth. Um, because at the end of the day, it's cheaper to keep up. But sometimes there's just certain women. And you're just better off just cutting off completely because, you know, they're just not good for you. They might turn into a leech or they might turn or they might get the feelings real quick. But sometimes you gotta you got to fade away because if you don't, then you're just going to be dealing with this, this person for, for longer than you want to. See, I wanna, I'm going to get back to that last point. <laughs> real, I know, because Stephanie sounds like she wants to say something. Stephanie, real quick, have you ever done that to a guy or anyone um, in your past? No, I haven't done that to someone that I was, like, really interested in. No, no. I like how he twisted it and said, oh, you know, if she's a leech or if she's this, yeah. I'm going to, like, fade away. No, brother, cut it out. Like, dudes do that to perfectly good women, and they just don't want to cut it off, so they just ignore her. And that's corny. No, no. I, you know what's so funny? You said something that kind of struck a nerve. And, I, you know, men don't really, I feel like at least, men don't give women the benefit of the doubt to accept the truth. So you had mentioned that you either kind of hit the aloof card where, oh, you know, I've been really busy. I mean, women catch off to that eventually. But why not just say outright, hey, listen, I found somebody else. I'm not really interested anymore. Like, yeah, like this is not working anymore. Why do men feel like Cisco that, you, that women are going to automatically catch feelings and can't be Super on it. I mean, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not gonna be on some uh, bragging kind of thing. But if 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 you're a man and you and you kind of know what you can do as far as like um, sexually, then you know these kind of things happen. And, and again, I'm not trying to brag. I'm not trying to brag. It, it's, it's, I mean, there's plenty of men that are good at what they do. There's plenty of women that are really good at sex. But wh- when you are good at what you do, intimate things, then you know these things happen. And you know, if it's good, then a woman wants to come back. I mean, that's just common sense. But the thing is, is that if, if you keep it real with a girl, as much as women say, I want to hear the truth, they really don't want to hear the truth. I mean, if that was the case, then it wouldn't be, um, you know, people's penises getting cut off or, um, <laughs> you know, people's houses getting burned. You know, that's why we don't say the truth because we're trying to, we're trying to avoid that situation where you're hurt and you feel in a certain kind of way and you start doubting yourself because that's what happens. You're saying, well, what could I have done better? What You know, you, you doubt yourself immediately. So men just don't want to deal with that. We'd rather not deal with it. So we lie. I mean, I've, I've tried that true shit before, and all it got me was like three months of, of grief. So I'm wow. lying right there. So I, like, one time I told a girl that she, wanted, she asked me if I had sex with a girl in my job. 
we weren't dating or anything. It was like the first conversation. So I said, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I, 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 I mean, when you when you work in close proximity to people, things happen. So I told her this, trying to trying to be upfront, trying to be real about it. And then we became a couple. And five months after we was a couple, she didn't want to come near where I was working. She was still bringing that shit up. It had nothing to do with anything, but just because she knows that fact about me, she likes to use it mm-hmm. when her when her jealousy flares up. And so I said to myself right then and there, I don't think I'm ever going to tell the truth, like like that kind of truth, like who I slept with or, or you know, that kind of truth that can really dig deep. That's it. Jesse, what, are your, what are your thoughts about that? <laughs> I mean, what's six of that? I know you have, oh, my gosh, I already know, like, you want to go in right now, but I'm curious, like, I, I hear what Cisco saying, but as a woman, it's so hard to digest that because I yes. still want to hear the truth. So go ahead, Stephanie. I want to hear what you have to say about that. Okay. I can agree with him to some point. It is true. I don't think it's just women, but I think most people cannot handle the truth. But in this case, we're talking about relationships, so we'll talk about women. Now, the first portion where he's talking about the sex, if you put it down right, the girl's not, no, that's probably like 20% of it. Women are just, most women are emotional. So it doesn't, they will even stay with some guys that are broke, that don't put down the sex right, that can't, that don't speak well. You know what I'm saying? So I just feel like once she kind of feels she has some type of attachment to you, then it's hard to let her go. Like, and especially some guys, like, okay, maybe it's just okay she was keeping it real, but a lot of guys don't keep it real. They are, they are willing to stick around with a girl that's paying for their metro card or, you know, paying for their drink or, you know, making them lunch. You call me at 3 o'clock in the morning and talk about, oh, what you doing? You know, some girls, when women st- stop being lonely, then they'll be able to get over the games that men are playing. Women yeah. crave attention and want some bodily warmth. And that's why we continue to get played. Amen. Cisco, were you saying something? Go ahead, Cisco. You were saying something. Go ahead. I think also it it, it really boils down to men are going to do what women allow them to do. Exactly. So if you're allowing me to, 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 to just to not ever take you out, to not ever treat you like a girl or a lady, then I'm going to continue to do so. If that's the way you see yourself, then that's the way I'm going to treat you. Okay, well, the 2000s messed us up, okay? Independent woman came out. No, can I tell you, that's also a lazy way of doing things. Because I would hear men say that to stuff, but sometimes I always feel like that's lazy. Like, if you're feeling this girl, why not do a little bit more for her? Why does Thank it have you. to be? Thank you. If she moves, I move. You know what I mean? Like, why can't it be that um, that balance of, like, let me just do a little bit for her. Why does it have to be a cue? I'm just curious. Just playing advocate right now. <laughs> Well, because you want to, you go hard for a, a, a woman that you respect. You don't go hard for mm-hmm. a woman that you. Okay, I, that's understandable. That's 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 very understandable. So are you saying that? So you are you saying most of the time the women that are allowing you to not sort of treat them like shit are ones that you don't respect, Cisco? Yeah, absolutely. If I respect you, I mean, the the guy I am now is not the guy I was at twenty five. But the guy at twenty five, if you if I felt like you didn't respect yourself. Then I wouldn't spend no money on you. I would I would and every all, all our um, times of meeting each other would be either at my house or your house. It wouldn't be going out. It wouldn't be being seen in public. It wouldn't be any of that kind of stuff. It would just be I'm in your crib. We watching video. We getting it in. We drinking, and that's that's it. That's the end of it. Game over. And then I do it. <laughs> that's not always true. I'm sorry. That's not always true. There are not every woman that's dealing with a bummy ass guy is a, doesn't respect herself. That's not true. There's some guys that just are just pathetic, 
and they don't know how to be real and be like, you know what, this is what I want. They, they a lot of good women get hurt too, so that's not that's perfectly wrong. There are a lot of holes out here. I mean, because I know there's there are no bunch of holes that have boyfriends and are getting treated very well. Interesting. So that is that? very interesting. Well, so Cisco, I thought you had offered some interesting perspective when I show I sh- I shine light on my situation. So there was a guy I dated, and this is kind of what sparked me thinking about fadeaways and how guys think and different things like that. So a guy I dated, like, last summer for four months, me and him were kicking it. I mean, out in the open, behind closed doors. He came through to D.C. for my birthday party. I mean, you thought we were so made, we were two-piece and a pot, and all of a sudden the axe just hit. And I had no idea where it came from. It caught me literally off guard to stuff. And so when I explained it to you, it was kind of like, well, this though, you know, the thing that you mentioned, like, I wasn't the clean type. He was able to do his thing. I didn't question him like that. Like, I didn't, I was a better Georgette when I dated him than I was in my past relationships. But I still was baffled. And I was like, what the F just happened? And so you explained, and I want you to actually kind of delve into it more, you said, well, that was kind of different for you, well, different, but you said it could be something else. I think you said something along the lines of, I don't know if, if, if the sex was good or something along those lines, but just how, what is the cost for something like that? I mean, you know, one thing about anything that I say is that the rules do not apply to everybody. Everyone, there's exceptions to every rule. So, you know, do good women get played? Absolutely. But you're a good woman because you're kind of semi-naive, or you have this perception of what love is, and you're not really thinking from a reality perspective at times because you're letting your heart kind of navigate how you feel about someone rather than looking at what you're being presented with and doing something about it. So, I mean, you've got to understand the way guys are. Guys are horrible liars. So easily, you can easily trip up a guy in any situation to figure out what the hell is going on. When a guy is really digging a girl, you know, he has no problem you looking at his phone, looking into his phone. If that's what you want to do, he he would have no problem with that. Guys would have no problem spending money uh, on a girl that they like. Guys don't have no problem if they have some sort of career where it's very, like, they're constantly away, they don't have no problem making time for you. Um, these are the sort of things that you start seeing that you should really look at to see if this person is, is real or not. Um, now, in your situation, it seemed like the dude, I mean, I don't know what happened, but it, it, I don't want to side on his side, but I think something might have happened on his end. Because you said he was going back and forth to D.C. or something like that? Yeah, like he went, he came, I mean, literally, the dude came down to D.C., rocked out with my friends for my birthday. Like, you, that's time. You, you're leaving a different state to spend time with someone that you just met, like, literally. You know, that's I think it could, be, it could be that he got off a relationship, and then that girl that he got off with that he was with for a while decided to take him back, and that's probably why he just faded away. Yeah. I mean, that's the only instance in which I can see that a guy was just disappeared, poof, unless he stole some money from you. That's, that was his whole scam was to take money from you. But that wasn't the case. <laughs> I think it's one of those things where the chick that he was really in love with wanted him back. So he just left. And so just like that, you all disappeared. So then what, I, I mean, again, this this sounds like from a naive womanly standpoint, <laughs> uh, but why, you know, uh, this is being a real Stephanie, but just go, why even dabble and spend, at least to me, I felt like that was invested time. But one of my guy friends was like, well, you thought he was invested, and, and maybe I did. So why put that 
four months in, that's a short time, but why even do that if you know there's kind of fingering? You know what I mean? I, I don't know. I mean, he, I mean, he did it because he wanted to, to fill that void. So whatever void yeah. he had from the last trick, he wanted to fill that void. And whatever whoever was, you know, good enough to fill that void, he was going to do that with. But then once that, that void came back in his life, then he said, oh, I'm good now. I don't need two. I just stick with the one. Interesting. That's what Interesting. That was my sentiments. But, you know, yeah. again, every case is different. different. It, it is. It is different. So, Stephanie, have you ever been, so you've never done it before, like, been a, like you faded away on something, yeah. but have you ever been on the receiving end of that? Has a guy ever done that to you? And, and if they did, how did that make you feel? Surprisingly, um, I think I'm trying to think. You know, you know what? Yes, I have been on the receiving end. But yes, this man has come back every other week. He would dead me. But I don't really think I've been a fade away because, in your definition, the person you just never hear from the person again. You know, they just go right. about their business. You contact them, they don't want to answer the phone. No. But most of the people that I date, they already know. Like, once I start talking to you, you got six months. You can't run nowhere. You got you. You got to be me. <laughs> I let them know. I'm like, listen. You know what? I like what we had last night. So I, you know, we gotta be talking for at least six months. You know what I'm saying? So I won't feel like a fade away. You know. So I haven't really experienced that. I've experienced, you know, guys just, you know, being acting shifty rather than, you know, making me a fade away. You know, everything's all good on Monday, and then Tuesday you're like, oh, what you doing? Oh, I'm busy. Wednesday, I'm busy. Thursday, you know what? I think we need to talk. Uh, you know, say so like weird stuff. And then I always know, like, they're entertaining someone else. That's it. Well, I, it almost sounds like, and Cisco, please correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm also going to bring one of my guy friends to share his views. It almost sounds like at this point in time, because you said men are bad liars, that's good to know, uh, if we haven't experienced that already. But, like, not to really take it personal. I mean, yes, women, we, you know, when, we, when we're intimate with someone, feelings are, are, are attached. But for you all, it's a physical thing. But I, as a woman, have yet to master separating, like, this actually being a physical need for you all and then you all really being into this girl over me, if that makes sense. Um, I don't know. How do you not take something like that personal, system when you're, when you're dealing with multiple women? And but you have a main one. I mean, you 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 can't you can't take you can't take um that kind of stuff personal. I think you have to kind of deal with it, grieve in your whatever way you grieve, which is whether it's going out, drinking, just kind of a long time, whatever it might be, and just kind of like let it go and then move on. Because it's I mean it's not like it it was full. Cisco, <laughs> you're so funny. It, I mean, no, <laughs> and I'm speaking from a man perspective. I mean, me personally, I, I've always been able to. Uh, disattach myself from sex and intimacy. So to me, those are two different things. I mean, it can be one if, if it's with the right person, but it can be two different things for me. Um, but I know women, for the most part, generally speaking, aren't able to do that um, because sex to, to, to most women is something, you know, real, something like, you know, soulful that they give out. It's like every time you have sex with someone, you're giving a part of yourself to that person. Whereas men, you know, it's kind of like, you know, all right, it happened. No doubt. It was good. Um, <laughs> and keep it moving. Now there are guys that are attached. I've, I've heard plenty of horror stories where women were just like, "Yo, this calling me, saying he's a stalker." Like I've heard that too, and this guy's like that too. But I'm sure they were like probably raised by a single mother or have some sort of deep-rooted, you know, issues with separation or something. Um, right. But it, you know, you gotta really find a way to go to that happy 
where you can go and just kind of like, all right, I'm good, it's over, I'll move on. Because otherwise, you're just going to always get hurt. Because there's jerks everywhere, especially in New York. I mean, there's jerks born every day. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Living in New York City. Living in New York City as a woman is so hard to date because, I mean, there's that thin line between the disrespectful men that are catcalling and, and street harassing your ass. And then the, the the guys that you find interesting, but you don't know if they have ulterior motives. And so it's kind of like, damned if you do, damned if you don't. And you're, and you're right, though. You're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. If you're too nice, they take advantage. If you have an attitude, they you all that. It's just like it's all over the place. If you, if you don't, like, call him all the time and text him all the time, then he thinks you don't care, so he's going to fall back. But then if you call him, he's like, listen, you know what, you know my girl, you need to calm down. It's just like, you can't wait. That's I mean, so keep funny. It Don't call every day. Call, like, you know, every other day. It's so funny the way men work. It's funny. Because That's if a man calls you at 1 o'clock in the morning, he wants you to answer. He wants to be right. drunk. He wants to come over. He wants you to answer. Let you call him at 1 o'clock in the morning or 3 o'clock. Oh, you know I'm sleeping? Oh, I ain't really doing shit. <laughs> it's crazy to me. Men are naturally like you know, the hunter, so we always trying to we're always trying to find something to do. Not, I see, little... and somebody to do. Oh, <laughs> 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 um, so, okay, so let's balance this out. I'm gonna bring my friend on, he's a guest correspondent, and he offered this concept, um, called spending time versus filling time. Norman, are you there? Oh yeah. no. Okay. Norman, please, well, uh, well, I want to introduce you to, to Cisco and Stephanie. Obviously, they're the guests for the, the evening. And Norman, um, Cisco and Stephanie. So I, I told them about your concept about spending time versus building inside, but I want you to kind of delve, in, delve into it further, balance out the female, the male on the phone right now. What's, what's the difference? Yeah. Kind of explain that. Uh, you you go into the concept of, of fadeaway, so this is just my opinion, I guess, how you get to that point where, you know, two people, they have a good time together, everything's going well, you know, let's let's just let's use a guy for an example. Let's say the guy, you know, maybe he loses interest, maybe he meets someone else, or, you know, maybe the girl meets someone else and maybe she loses interest. But some people are afraid to be alone. Some people don't want to, you know, maybe waste time until they find someone else. So, you know, everything's going well and you're spending time together. And then at some point, you know, someone's goals change, and then, you know, then you start filling time and ch- trying to, you know, you just spend the time with the person until, you know, something better comes along or, you know, or or maybe as as he said before, as you know, maybe something from the past irons itself out and then, you know, you just fade away. So I, th- I think that point is where, you know, two people should be able to have an adult conversation and say, you know, it's not working out. You know, I'm not interested as I used to be. But instead, you know, they just feel, you know, you don't want to you don't want to feel that way at the end of a relationship, but it feels like, you know, they wasted your time because, you know what I'm saying, if you knew you were going to get out anyway, you should have, you know, just do it. You know what I'm saying? Be, be, a, be an adult fucking person and, you know, and do it. <laughs> be an so, adult fucking person. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, but can we discuss the losing interest part? If you lose, why is it that when women are losing interest, they're always giving hints like, oh, man, I remember when you used to buy me stuff. I remember when you used to text me in the morning. That's a hint. Like, start buying me stuff. Start taking me places. Start texting me in the morning. Guys, they just do think everything's all good. And this fool's like, you, you make sure you ask me. You're like, is everything all cool? Oh, right between us, they're like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Then you go to his phone, he's talking to girls. You, you try to meet up with him, he got plans. 
It's like it's never any more time for you. Like, why can't the men just say when they're losing interest? Are you afraid that we're going to start crying? Yeah. I mean, okay. I, I mean, me, okay. me, I, me I, I, do, I, do, I do that. So for me, it's, it's a conversation that you don't want to have because it's easier. I mean, I've seen, I've seen more um, people do this because people have gotten so far away from having a, a phone conversation that have text messages. So, like, you know, you got to play the text messaging game when you're just talking to someone at in, in the first place, anyway, you know. They, oh, not uh, with me. Then, yeah. Oh no, brother. No, not with me. That, that, that's, that's that's excellent. That's excellent. I, I would lo- I would love to have that that type of text back and forth, but um, that that don't happen too often. So because the people okay, don't that, like. You know, Why is it that men feel so much more comfortable texting than talking? Are you afraid that you have I, to I don't. I don't. I don't. I prefer to have a phone conversation. So, so what about you? Do you agree with Stephanie? Are you? Do you have these phone conversations? Do you text? What what is that though? Like, why is it a man will will some men can that speak for Norman? I know people that only text, and sometimes you feel like, damn, do you just not want to talk to me on the phone? You feel a little disrespected. <laughs> I mean, I think I, I text when I want I want when it's quick. How you doing? What you up to? Okay, I'm over here. Call me at seven. Like, but when it's a one of those conversations where you want to get to know what's happening in their day. Or you trying to set plans or something to that effect, or you need to have a conversation, then yeah, I'll get on the phone. I mean, my my, my free nights and weekends start at seven, so I'm good to go, right? Shut <laughs> 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 it out. You need to stop. hilarious. Okay, so now that's recording. Hold on, that culture of texting was really something yeah. that the women kind of perfected. Because women are quick to text. Like, I mean, in any situation, it could be like, if, if women were able to text 911, they would. Like, that's how serious <laughs> it is. Oh, wow. There's a fire going off of texting 911. Like, I, I, I guarantee you if that was a way to text 911, 60% of the texts will come from women. I mean, that's just the way. So men are just trying to, like, catch up. So that's why we text. That is a lie. So that is a lie. That's a lie. I would agree with that, but you go ahead. I have I've met guys I've met guys and they'll get my number and they'll text me and then I'll be like oh yeah you know I'll make it clear I'll somehow say like call well, me or something and then let me let me let me, let me let me let me let me let me hop in right right fast though the, the, the reason why the reason the only reason why because if you're talking to a girl let's say you meet a girl for the first time you get her number it's like if you get that number and you call that number. She's she's not gonna answer it, or she'll be like, you know, "Why did you call me?" With that's a lot. No, that is a lot. Maybe if you're corny, we won't answer. Because sometimes oh, we just no, give the number out. But why would you give a corny? Why would you give a corny dude your number? Why you start saying no? Georgette, I know. I agree with that. No, Stephanie, I do agree. I have told guys plenty of times because they hit me with the, "Oh, baby, baby, I'm trying to be your friend. Can I get your number?" No, thank you. I'll walk it. I do that. I agree because there was a time. When we were younger, where we used to give out fake phone numbers, those days are long gone, at least for you me. Can't. I just don't want to give my like, number at all. Oh, hold on. I just don't want to. Hold on. Let me call you right they, now. They give, I got your number. Like, no. They get, <laughs> well, that's a, that's a, that's a no-no. That, just, that shows you're desperate if you want to try to ensure the number is correct. That's a desperate move. You don't want to do that, but. I think to me it, it seems like you have to work towards getting on the phone with the girls. Like they prefer to keep it at a text message um, level until, you know, they, they, they determine when you have a phone conversation. So I think guys, it's guys are just trying to, that, trying to not seem like 
guys are just trying not to seem like they're too, like, interested because once a guy shows too much interest, the girl runs away anyway. So, uh, you know. Oh, I, I think okay. I think Crystal started something with him saying women perfected the art of texting, and if we could text nine one one, we would. That's actually I feel like all women are like that. To be honest, like I have a guy friend, the guy friend that I was um, talking about earlier, Norman, for the first OCR report. He would only text yeah. me, and I was like, "This is some bullshit." Like seriously, <laughs> some bullshit. And it, I got it, I was it, over it. But it, it was, and we have conversations every now and then. No, this is not a guy I'm dating, but it's like, fine. And I'm like, can you just not call me? Like, can we just talk on the phone? Because it's so much shorter when we do this. Text messaging can be very elongated, and sometimes it's annoying. Sometimes my phone freezes up. I have a dinosaur blackberry. Like, maybe I just want to talk on the right You got to first get a new phone, though. You got to get that phone out of here. Just go write that up. Men perfected texting so they could talk to more than one girl at, one, at the same time. No, 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 no. Yes. Yeah, phone. No, I don't know. Phone is speaking. Just go ahead. 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 Just go you know, after so many years of getting of doing it wrong, now it's more like I don't do shit, so it's, there's no reason to lie. Like this, and I'm at a point where I'm really and confident in myself, so I don't see it. lying is when you're afraid of the consequences of the truth. I'm not afraid of anything anymore, so I can say whatever the hell I want and not feel like something's gonna happen. To me. <laughs> I love when it. you lie, when you lie to a woman. About whatever it's because you don't want to hear her nagging. You don't want to hear her. You don't want to hear her telling you what you're doing wrong. But now it's like I don't really care if I hear what you got to say about me. I'm gonna tell you what it is, and if you don't agree, then we we'll, we agree to disagree. You know. But I don't. I don't. I, I don't. My life is more routine now, so I don't really need to come up with stories to you know satisfy someone's ego. I like that. Real quick, Norman, what are your thoughts about? I mean, well, you seem like you've been pretty honest, but what are your thoughts about honesty relationships now? My 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 opinion is that it's just gotten too far away from just simple simple conversation. So once you once you eliminate having a, a normal conversation, and and, and to to um, defense of I guess a woman, it's more of like younger women, I would say than older women who, uh, like, kind of hide behind a text message is what I found, that people, like, when you're first trying to, like, talk to a girl, they're trying to, they, can, they, they use text messages because it's very ambiguous, it's very safe, they don't have to answer immediately, they can answer on their time, and to me, it's just not very personal, so that is, and when, when you know, when you have a relationship, that's not very personal, communication is bad, it's sometimes bad off the break, like you said, you're annoyed with text messages, like, that's bad, you know, it's a red flag, so, um, and you know, I, th- I think dating, and, you know, being single now is just a lot of cause it's a lot of red flags that people aren't very open, and it's it's tough to to break past that. So people, I mean, in my opinion, people aren't very honest. What not very quick to be honest with a person. No, I well, uh, for me, um, things have changed. I used to think mon- monogamy was a joke. It never really worked, and people just made broken promises to each other to like satisfy each other. But I guess when you get older, you you just know, like, people make mistakes. You can't really count something that your 21-year-old boyfriend did and you're, like, 29. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to evolve with the new guys that you meet. So, I mean, I'm hoping that, you know, I got the right one. 
But, you know, if he's not the right okay. one for me, I'm just going to um, take that experience <laughs> and move on. I'm not going to be bitter. You know, because men like to call us bitter. But they do things that that change how we feel, you know. So I'm not trying to let that affect my current relationship. Interesting. They do things that change how we feel. Okay. That's something different. Real quick, and yeah, I know this is I, a general question that could probably never – oh, go ahead. No, you wanted to say something. Go ahead. I, I was just going to say my my last relationship was seven seven years, and I didn't I didn't cheat. So it, it, I think my name is easy. No, he, he just had to let him go there, Georgia. He just had to let him go there, that's just, that's just a side note, a side note, yeah. <laughs> this is a little side note. Um, this is a general question. I don't know if you could really answer it because it's so, you know, vague, but can anyone ever be, can we ever avoid being faded on? You know, can we ever avoid someone just not up, upping and leaving? Is that unrealistic? Is that too naive to think that way? Just go on and throw that to you first. If we can ever afford being left on? Yeah, like being faded away on. Yeah, can you ever? Can we ever avoid that? Is that something that will ever be avoided, or is that something that you think is going to constantly continue to happen? I mean, I don't. I'm not. I don't know if you can avoid it, but I think there are telltale signs in every situation. You just have to be um, open enough with your eyes to see it. I mean, there's there's just certain things that a man shows a woman that is telling her that I'm taking you seriously. And it's just certain things you just have to look for. Um, and every situation is different, so I can't, like, give you really... Well, hello. Cisco, you still he there? Got, he got that dinosaur phone. <laughs> <laughs> my man, no, my man turned into a robot, man. I know. Is that... Is, 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 oh, I can't man. hear him. Okay. <laughs> well, I know. You say some good stuff, too. Okay, go ahead, Stephanie. What about you? Can you can is that something that you can really avoid? No, I agree with him. Uh, you can't. Well, you cannot avoid that. You can't. That's like, can you avoid being lied to, or can you avoid? It's, that's impossible because you can't control another person's actions. You can't make anyone right. say this. You know what I'm saying? There's women that are great to guys, and they get faded away on, and there's men, you know, that are great to women and get played. So I don't think it's avoidable. But I do think, like you said, there are signs. If the dude's not calling you. That's a sign. If the dude only sees you at one o'clock in the morning, that's a sign. You know what I'm saying? If you gotta always make the initiative to to spend time with this man, then maybe it's a sign that he should you, you should let him miss you a little bit. And if he comes back, maybe he knew that he was you know he played you for. Let for him miss you a little bit, okay? Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't so many aha moments. I got quotes for days. <laughs> a little episodes. bit. A little bit. <laughs> Norman, what about you? What are your thoughts? I, 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 you know, I don't think there's any any way around it. I think part partially it's just our failure to to see the things that are more obvious to people on the outside. Because if you're if you're trying to talk to someone, you're in, you're interested, so that interest level is gonna maybe block some of the red flags and some of the obvious things that you just might not see that is obvious to you know other people. Like oh, you know, you might say this and this happened, and then your friend might say, oh man, you know, you don't need to talk to him, but on your own, you wouldn't have thought about that. So I think it's, it's, that... It's true. I you think try to maybe hold when, a little bit. You know, I said, like, you know, like what you said, it's like you try to hold on to that little bit. Like, damn, when I met him, he was calling, he was interesting. Yeah. He came yeah. out to D.C. He right. came right. out to D.C. to chill with you and somebody else. about me now. <laughs> no, it's true. <laughs> I was like, don't talk about me. Keep it in person. Put my name in it. Yeah. No, no, it's true, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's... That's what, you know, someone's always going to be more interested until you reach a, you know, a common ground. And sometimes you just don't reach it. So in that exactly. in that instance, sometimes you try to, sometimes you don't even notice that you try to force it maybe. But 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's still it's still in my opinion that people do fade away with with no, not much of a of any of anything. So I mean, I guess it kind of goes both ways, which is not a real answer, but I gave it anyway. I, I, well, I can rock with it. The model is, if you become a fadeaway, brother, you better stay away. Don't call my <laughs> phone. Don't say, no, oh, I'm talking my phone, my away. lord. You don't remember <laughs> what we had, girl? You don't oh, my God, don't make me cry, please. I'm going to cry with laughter. Seriously, don't come back. So I said, you know, Tanisha, I've, 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 you. Never done, I've never done it. I've never done it. Yes. I want to well, now because I've, been, I've, I've gotten got before a couple times. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I wish I wish we didn't lose Cisco, but real quick, Norman, Stephanie, please tell them how they can find you online. Norman, starting with you first. Oh me, I can't I can't hear, man. I'm I'm sleepy. I gotta go to work later. Don't fade away on us. Come on out. Um you catch me on Twitter on Twitter. You catch me on Twitter, uh N O R M M Y N O R M. Normie Norm. That, that's the that's the best one. I'm I'm always on there. Spending too much of my time, I guess. Yes, I know. <laughs> you live on Twitter, I promise. And Stephanie, you're not on Twitter, but you're on Instagram. I'm not on Twitter. Can, I'm on Instagram. You got you gotta get on it. <laughs> you know, you know, the government's monitoring our activities, you know what I'm saying? No, no thank you. Yeah. They they're gonna find you no matter what. They ain't no escaping. Yeah, but I'm I'm, I'm, I like I like observing though. I like being what do you call it? Like the the Twitter watcher, you know, going on the little public pages and looking at people's stuff. But um, star watching. I'm still in the background. Um, What's your name on Instagram? My Instagram name is Steph Love Seven. S T E P H L U V S. Yeah, I'm pretty boring. Okay. Yeah. Okay, no. And then he said the number seven, right? Step love seven. Yes, the number seven. Yes, the number okay. seven. Okay, so then i got to find you. So um, you all were amazing. Oh, my gosh. Stephanie got that bite, boy. She was not backing down. She got that mean bite. Um, thank you all for joining me tonight. I am so appreciative of you all. I'm definitely going to be sending out some cool stuff of some, some things that you all said tonight because y'all had some good quotables. I promise. I promise. Steph, thank you, Norman. Thank, thank you, and you so also much thank having. you for this stuff. Yeah, for no sure. Doubt. And um, maybe we might do a part two. <laughs> oh yes, but you know the you know the motto: if you are fade away, brother, please stay away. Stay away. Yes, I'm gonna start using that. I'm gonna start using that, Norman. <laughs> Stephanie, thank you. Y'all have a good night. But <laughs> don't but don't let them don't let them fade away on you like MJ. All my guests for joining me tonight, Deuce, Cisco, Stephanie, and my resident guest correspondent, Norman. You can find Deuce online on Twitter at 703-Deuce-D-E-U-C-E. You can find Cisco online, although we got disconnected. He has some amazing things to say. Find him on Twitter at Cisco212, S-Y-S-K-O-212, and his website, OnlyFem, H-O-M-M-E-L-A-F-E-M-M-E, and find Stephanie on Instagram. At Steph Love Seven, S T E P H L U V S. Oh, and I can't forget about Norman, Normie Norm. The next episode will be in two weeks on Wednesday, July third, right before the Fourth of July festivities. In the meantime, you can catch this episode and other archive shows, podcasting on iTunes by searching "Off the Record" with Georgette Pierre in the iTunes Store. And I'm now on the TuneIn Radio app, so find me there too. I'll leave you with one of my Georgette isms. This is a quote. By Bunker Hunt. 
To be successful, you must decide exactly what you want to accomplish and resolve to pay the price to get it. Thanks for listening to Off the Record with Georgette Pierre. Peace.